0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. This is Trent, I'm here with Alan, and we're excited to get to visit with you again. And thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We do these podcasts to be able to help you endure and your church endure. And so today, Alan, it's getting close to summertime and there's lots of things that happen in summertime, but a biggie is something that we do with kids. So get us started
1: yeah it's when you say yes to it's when you say yes to vbs so anyhow we're here to talk to you today about vacation bible school and trent i'm going to try to remember that i have to talk into my microphone (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even have it over here by me i'm like hey
0: (laughs) whatever (laughs) oops
1: (laughs) (laughs) so anyway yes so we want to talk to you today about vacation bible school when you are in church leadership Um, It is a big time of the year. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot out of you. And so we want to kind of talk you through that. But before we get there, Trent, um, I kind of want to share a story about my experience with VBS growing up. Because I think there's some kids out like me out there. So when you're thinking about Vacation Bible School, just remember, it's really not every kid's cup of tea. I would almost cry going to vacation Bible school because I didn't want to do all the arts and crafts projects we were going to do. I hated arts and crafts. Uh, You you really don't know how badly someone could hate art um, until you saw me as a kid. And so I really struggled. I never liked going to vacation Bible school. I know that sounds sacrilegious, but it's just true. I, I didn't like it. I would have taken a sports camp or something like that over it. And I know some churches do sports camps or do different things, and that's fine. But I also know that BBS has a great place, but it's not for every kid.
0: Oh, I agree. And I'm so glad you shared that, Alan, uh, because you're right. It isn't for every kid. Um, you know, when I think of arts and crafts, I'm like, oh, I'm all in, man. Just <laughs> give me some glue and, and let's put stuff together. It'll be fun. Um, except I had set by a girl in in elementary school that ate that stuff. so yeah, that's a bad memory. <laughs> anyway, but um, you know, and it's not it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's also, it's not every church's um, ideal outreach tool either. And it really just depends on your church. and sometimes it's a, a historical thing in your church. You've done it for a- ages and ages and uh but always as we talk through this we're going to talk through several things about dbs but keep in mind that um sacred cows make the best hamburger so um it may not be something you want to hang on to
1: yeah so if you think about this in the same way though if you do a sports camp or you do a kids event i would encourage you to do some kind of family or kids event with summertime but if you want to change it up, that's great. But I think a lot of these things would be great piece of advice, no matter what it is you choose to do. So what do you say, Trent? Why don't we tackle this list a little bit?
0: Yeah, I think this is great. And, and so the very first thing, and Alan put our note together today, this is great. And it's so important to find the the person who's going to be your main leader in, in VBS. And I think that's true in most of your outreach events. Uh, but you need to find that VBS director and and give him some training. Don't just you know say, "Hey, you're going to be it," but you just do it all on your own. You got to give him some
1: training too, don't you? Well, Trent, why in a small church? Why shouldn't it just be the pastor?
0: Oh man. Well, as having been the pastor in lots of churches, uh, I think it's something that. Well, first of all, you're going to find somebody else in your church that has a heart for children probably way more than you do, and they may be a better organizer than you are as well.
1: Yeah, I also think too, that you need to train up leaders. So this is a part of our responsibility, Mm -hmm. is to train leaders, but recognize you don't need to be in charge of everything. And this is a great thing to share. It takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of planning, and it doesn't matter. You may be the greatest organizational pastor in the world, but pass this off to someone else. I believe it's kind of something that we should do and we should look to do often is to share the opportunities to provide leadership. So find that right person, the person you know can lead it to be the very best that it can be.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And, um, you know, the more we give people in our church the opportunity to lead and give them the authority and resources they need to lead, man, you're going to be so much better off because. That's going to grow that person and it's going to grow several other people as well, because if the pastor does it all, nobody's going to say yes in the next year. Well,
1: no, that's so true. So then once you've got a director, you've got to kind of figure out where this works in your calendar. So, Trent, where you're at in Missouri, do you kind of are you seeing a trend Is there a time of year that seems to be more prominent in the summer? Well,
0: with the churches that I work with, yeah, it's going to be, um, you know, a little bit later in Oklahoma it had to be pretty early. Um, But we, you know, I know in the town that I was in, we tried to find out when everybody else was having theirs so that we did not schedule over everyone else. Um, I think that's important too. So you just kind of you find out when other other activities like baseball are going on and sports camps for kids and then uh, make it make it fit you
1: yeah i would say where i'm at most of my churches oh, over half of my churches will be done before june 15th hits oh, yeah. so very early almost everyone is doing them super early one the weather's cooler it gets a lot mm-hmm. hotter here in, in july and august so people don't want to have those super hot days and things like that so um, I think we're seeing a really early VBS season, but it's, some places you're right. It's the middle of the summer. Some places it's the very last part of summer, but there's also the other decision. Do you do it in the morning or do you do it in the evening? And there's benefits to both.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, is it, and it, a lot of it, it has to do with when you can get volunteers. Um, we did ours typically when I was pastoring, we did ours in the evening. Um because we got a lot more um, of our guys and folks that worked, were able to be involved. Uh, but some people, man, it, the morning works great. And I want to I want to throw something back in about the time of year. Don't don't think that summer is the only time to do something like BBS. You may have some other time of year that could be amazing.
1: Yeah, you could do it during spring break or some other time as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, you've got to make that decision. So do you do you need to get more of your working people's involved? You're going to have to do it in the evening. But also, there's some flexibility in the calendar too. If you talk to some really old timers who've been at vacation Bible school for years and years and years, they can tell you tell you about times when vacation Bible school was two full weeks. Yeah. yeah and it went on and on and on but now you have places that are they're doing it in four days they're doing it in five days some places start on sunday and go through thursday some places start on tuesday and go through saturday you you see all kinds of different ways of doing things i've even seen churches that do it one day a week over five weeks so there's a lot of ways to schedule it what way works for you in your context
0: yeah i have some churches Alan, that do one day but they do a full day um, and they make a big deal and then they do other activities the rest of the summer so DBS is a one day event all day long but then uh, you know so it, it can be whatever fits your your setting the best
1: so once you've got those things you've got your director you've got your optimum time and dates for the year you also need to train and support all your workers one thing that leadership always needs to do is you need to make sure that you're supporting the people who are doing the little task and all the work that's going on you do not want to come across as you're some ceo who's sitting back and you're uncaring or uninvolved with what's going on
0: yeah alan and um You know you can't just throw people into the fire and expect them to thrive if you don't give them some kind of life raft some kind of water pistol whatever you got to do you got to give them some training and and maybe your denomination will provide some of that Um, i know we had some locally here just not too long ago that was put on by a denomination and that was great Uh, um, but maybe there's also whatever literature you choose um, they may have some training online Uh, that goes with that
1: that literature yeah there's so much with online training today i know i've had churches i ask if we are hosting a, a training event and the problem for me hosting a training event is there's i've got churches doing about 17 different vacation bible schools so it's hard to do a specific training for a specific one because some of them have specific requirements for each role so check and see if you're your curriculum has a certain agenda or resources available for them in that.
0: Well, and I wanted to add to Alan that um, we're offering a stewards of children training just right before this. It's not related to a specific, um, you know, literature or whatever, but it's some basics about dealing with children. And in this, we need to also throw in, if you've got People working with children, you need to have background checks done. Uh, We do that with camps. We do that with vacation Bible schools. This is in our day and time. It's very important that you do that.
1: Yeah. So if you have 40 volunteers working with VBS and you only had background checks already done on 10 of those, you need to plan and budget for 30 more background checks. And please do that Protect your children. That is essential um, in some of the things that we're doing. So, again, train and support your workers, but also figure out what your role, especially if you're the pastor, what is your role going to be in the life of the Vacation Bible School? So Mm. I loved it. My my uh, children's minister would come in and say, Alan, what do you want to do? This year, she would always ask me, and I, I got first first call on any particular role that I wanted in Vacation Bible School. That was really neat to me.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I love that, and and you know, it's important that the pastor is involved. Don't just say, "Oh, you guys do it, and I'll," you know, just tell me when it's over. That's not cool the pastor needs to be involved. And, and it's good if you can choose. I always love to be the silly guy who gave the kids hugs and then sent them off to class. You know, I helped with different things, but um, I was not a great teacher for children, but I could make it fun. And so, you know, you, you have to kind of go with what your personality leads to.
1: Yeah. So just be involved on whatever that role is that you're good at, you know, be available your availability. In other words, your workers need to see you and they need to see that you're engaged and you know what's going on and that you care. You know, I have been in some bigger, bigger churches where they ran VBS and the pastor didn't come by. And I don't think that that's really helpful for those kids who are someday going to make decisions and some days look to get plugged into a church. I think it's really important, no matter what size your church is, for the pastor to be engaged with what's going on at Vacation Bible School.
0: I totally agree, Alan. And and a big part of that is leading up to Vacation Bible School. You make a big deal because if the pastor talks about it from the pulpit, uh, you know, on the stage on Sunday mornings or whenever you have your service, that adds a whole lot of credence and and make a big deal about the people that volunteer and work, you know, man, just sing their praises before and after. I think that's huge.
1: It certainly is. So the next piece of advice we would give you about your role is remember you set the tone for evangelism with Vacation Bible School. So be evangelistic now do it wisely. I certainly made a mistake in my first church. I'll never forget this, Trent. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, we had like 15 kids at Vacation Bible School, tiny, tiny little country church. And so it came time. I had followed the lesson and everything. But we had we were so small. We had all our preschoolers and all our and all our elementary school kids there together. And so I had the kids do this little hand raise thing if they wanted to talk to and all the preschoolers raise their hand. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's me. And there's my wife just sitting there, looking at me, going, shaking her head, going, you're such an idiot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, know who you're talking to, you know, make sure that you're you're talking to the right audience with it and you're at the right level on that. I certainly had to learn um, what kids are ready for certain things, but. Remember that VBS is, by nature, a tool for evangelism, and we want to take that role very seriously. So make sure that you're paying attention to all the possibilities that can happen with evangelism.
0: Yeah, I agree, Alan. And, and this is part of what we are talking about training your workers too. Um, not only training them in the literature and all that, but train them. Take some time as a pastor to train your workers on how to lead a child to Christ. And if you're not comfortable with that, find out someone who is or find a tool that will work well. But you take some time to train your because it may not be in a evangelism time at the BBS, but it may be some one on one time during a class time where a worker has the chance to lead someone to Christ
1: that's great advice remember to train your workers a lot of them don't know how to do that but talking with a child who's asking questions really is that low-hanging fruit It's some of the easiest evangelism you have to do but you want to do it well and you want to do it right because you want that that child to grow as they grow into their teenage years and everything to have confidence in their faith life so we we help set them on a good tone for that so um, some of our best suggestions, Trent, we've talked a lot about it. What, what would be some of the things that you would say um, are your best suggestions for VBS?
0: As as far as us as yeah. the lead pastor being involved and in things that yeah. we like to do? Yeah. Um, you know, and Alan and I, are, we, do, we have some things that we're very similar on, but some things that we're very <laughs> different on. And this is an area where we're very different. <laughs> Uh, right. And so, um, Alan's list is way different than mine, but, um, uh, I like to be a part of the team that led the music and taught the actions and all that kind of stuff. And Alan Shagan said, no way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do motions and stuff, but I'm never doing the right motion, but yeah, <laughs> le- leading the music and me, that was not going to happen. And in fact, uh, I'm pretty sure the youth group would have, would have like kicked me out um they usually took care of that so was so grateful for them and their willingness to step up but yeah i wanted nothing to do with the music side but (laughs) you you know you said earlier you like to do some of the silly stuff i like to be the funny skit guy you know usually the vbs skits were written such that there's kind of one straight person you know who's playing the calm cool collected and then the, the the goofy guy And I always wanted to be the goofy guy. I mean, it's just fun. I could ham it up. I could be loud and obnoxious, and people love that. And I enjoyed getting to do that.
0: I think that's fun. Yeah, uh, you know. And this is a time where your kids, if you're the pastor or leader in some sort, you can um, show the kids that you're cool too. As far as you know, they can be relaxed around you. That you're not always that guy who's, you know. uh, in their face and, and screaming from the pulpit or whatever, you can be the fun guy. And so uh, there's all kinds of things. I like to, Alan, I like to help with the video and audio visual stuff too. You know, I'm just a tech nerd at heart. And so I kind of enjoy that part. Um, What's something else you like to do?
1: Yeah. You know, I kind of like just um, getting my workers together before we ever started just having a time where we prayed for bbs for what was going on that day we may even pray for kids specifically that we knew were coming but we're having a really hard time Uh, but what a what a wonderful time just to gather our workers around and just have that time of prayer and oftentimes we would include some of the kids because oftentimes they had kids there already so we would include those kids in our prayer time and that was just really fun i always enjoyed that
0: Mm, That's really good, you know, and man, don't, please do not miss the opportunity to pray, just as Alan said. I think that's so important. Um, I was thinking about this, Alan, that I'd like to get to know, because hopefully you've got some kids that are not a part of your church and families that are not a part of your church so i like to either help with registration or be out even at the doors opening doors and, and meeting people and pointing them to the right direction being that greeter you know and being able to introduce yourself to the families you know and, and help them any way you could
1: yeah i did that on the back side so i i enjoyed being there as people were picking up the kids so we had a rule that to receive any kid, you had to come inside. We didn't just send them out the door. So mm-hmm. you come in and check your child out. And so I would help with that part. And so I would get to talk with adults and parents and get to know them a little bit. And I found that to be a, a really helpful time. But I think you're right, finding that time where you're getting to mix and mingle with the people who are dropping kids off. I think that's that's really important. Trent, when you're thinking about kids, um, you know, when you're communicating with kids, I think it's really important to try to get down at their level physically. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, you know, whenever I not only in vacation Bible school, but any time that like an invitation time, when I had a child that came forward, I would always be down on my knees, just talking with them, um, you know, and just um, trying to make the the language that I used kid friendly as well. So I'm I'm down on their level, talking in the same you know language that they would as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's just really important, and I see a lot of pastors do that. That's really not a a thing of, we should all do better at that. I think a lot of us do that naturally, but if you haven't thought about that, make sure that when you're talking with kids, you get down at their level. I think that's just something that should really flow from us naturally, but maybe that's not natural to you. Let me encourage you to give that a shot if that is you. Now, Trini, you said you like to help with the pledges, and um, as well. And that's kind of a unique time in Vacation Bible School.
0: Yeah, I always like to help do the pledge to the American flag and pledge to the Christian flag and pledge to the Bible. That's what our DBS is always included. And, and um, you know, I, I thought that was an important thing to be able to teach the kids. Uh, but it also, I would also, during that time, we would talk about our um, offering we would always typically have an offering for the kids to be able to participate in and to help and we would choose some ministry that the kids could identify with right and so we would make it fun we would make a you know big competition and have myself and some of our staff you know if if, if one group of kids won the offering contest then we would get pies in the face or whatever something stupid um, I could say I shaved my head, but there would be nothing in that, you know. But our youth minister or something, we would have different things. And so I enjoyed that that whole time.
1: Yeah, that can be a lot of fun. Missions offerings a big part of Vacation Bible School. I hope you do do something like that to help support a ministry or mission um, with your VBS. That's a great thing to do. It builds that idea that we are supporting things as a church. So I yeah. love that. Well, one other thing you do, VBS is going to wrap up at some point in time, and you're left sometimes with some decisions, and you're not sure if every decision is sincere. You're not sure if they just were doing something because their friends did it. You're, you're sometimes left with some question marks. So follow-up is hugely important, and oftentimes I see that falling to the wayside.
0: Yeah, you're right, Alan, and it, this cannot just be the pastor. This needs to be a team effort. Um, because hopefully you have a good crowd of kids and families that you've gotten to meet during this time. And, you know, maybe a child made a decision, but you want to, uh, even if they attend another church and they come to your VBS, you want to be able to follow up and find out so that you can hand that off to that other church and say, Hey, this child attended our VBS. They made this decision. Would you all help us follow up on that as well? So I I think it can be a, you know, a team effort and help the relationship between churches as well.
1: Yeah, follow up is one of those things that we all talk about how important it is. And then we don't always follow through on the follow up. But we really should. We should take that very seriously. Remind people when you're training them that the job doesn't end when VBS ends. The job ends when you've done all the follow up. That's Mm -hmm. the the job in so make sure you train your leaders on that because if they had the influence in leading a kid to christ they should really have a a role in following through on that depending on your church's guidelines on who can handle baptisms they may even have a role in their baptisms and we have a, a another item in here that we should schedule baptisms soon so Trent, why should we schedule those as soon as possible
0: well, I always would tell families that this is, you know, a child makes a decision to follow Jesus, then then this is one of those first acts of obedience um, and, it, and it keeps that fresh. And it's another teaching opportunity for a child. But what you said, about doing baptism. Um, I remember one time, gosh, we baptized like 40 people one one day and we had I got to baptize a dad and then he baptized his kids. And man, that was so special. Um And I've gotten to, to talk with, you know, that family and just see them grow and, and their faith blossom. That was so special to me.
1: Yeah. And in some churches, it's only the pastor. And I get that. We're not trying to tell you how you should handle that, but we are suggesting that you deal with that decision soon. And I hear sometimes churches say, well, you know, they were eight years old, but but we want them to really wait, wait and think about their baptism. Well, if they're big enough to commit their life to Christ and to have confidence in that, they're big enough to get baptized. That's That would be my encouragement to you. You can agree or disagree, I'm okay with that. But that's my piece of advice on that. So once someone's ready to make the decision, they're, they're ready to be baptized. So I'm a big fan of following through on those as quickly as possible because if it truly is, the most important decision we can ever make in our life, then obeying that decision should be the most important thing we could do with it. So schedule baptisms soon. So we've got seven things, list, Trent. Wow, that was a lot. Yeah, I, I was nervous we'd find enough to talk about vacation bible school. I don't <laughs> think we we struggled at all. So you know, make sure you find someone besides you to to lead it. Um, find the right time to do it. Train your workers figure out what your role is going to be. Um, You know, we gave you a few suggestions along the way and then follow up on the decisions and schedule baptisms quickly. So there you go, seven things. So Trent, you got any final words before we check out today?
0: Well, I just would encourage anyone who's listening to take advantage of the opportunity that summer affords um, to, maybe it's vacation Bible school, maybe it's something else, share Christ during the summer with families who are looking to be together or children that are available and out of school Uh, it's a great opportunity and so we do these things we share these things with you so that you can do well and to endure and we really want to say thank you for listening today and hope you've gotten something out of today's podcast
1: yeah so share it um like it and let others know about it and we'll catch you on our next episode